You're listening to Community Now on Hope FM with Keith Jones Bookshop, serving the community for over 50 years. Visit keithjones.co.uk. Now, as I said, the end of the month would not be the end of the month. We're not this lovely, smiling, beautiful person sat opposite me. Her name is Hannah Rees. And, and your title, of course, is Engagement Officer. So when are you getting married then? Oh, 26 years ago, <laughs> I'm proud to say. But all joking aside the engagement is about engaging with the fabulous many many community groups and so on that can support and so on and uh, have you been how long have you been doing this job um i've been with community action network for the last seven years Mm. we've changed we've grown uh we have a bigger team because we're able to which means we're able to support more charity groups and voluntary sector groups and we provide three different types of support One is with advice and training and finding trustees and finding funding. The second support comes through our volunteer hub who help you to help groups to advertise their roles and help find the right person for that role and support anyone who's thinking of of volunteering. And the final... um, what's the word string to our bow yes is to golden thread thank you that's my um part of of the job which is to engage with community groups find out how they are find out what they do and shout about them give them some advertising aren't you pretty amazed by the fact that there are so many community groups doing amazing work in the community and nobody knows that they're doing it that's the problem um Mm. they feel they can't spend their limited budgets on advertising so can are delighted to bring them on air with you yeah and we're going to do more of that aren't we we are plans afoot yes uh we share about the groups on our facebook and twitter through twitter not called that x Yes. And um, our newsletters. So we are doing our bit to champion the wonderful groups in the local area. And of course, you know, it's been it's tough with funding, isn't it, particularly? And of course, many of these smaller groups that they're so busy doing the great work that they do that they haven't always got the time to research what money's out there, never mind apply for it totally true but you help with that we do if if you've got the time or the capacity get in touch with steve or louise at can it's all on our community action uh, network website they will help you p- point you in the right direction of funders we don't tend to give funds out ourselves no. but we know who's out there and we know what and of course you help people about. to you know the, the sort of the way to apply don't you yeah, yeah. uh there's a, there's a there's a knack as there is with anything to make your application stand out and um our team can help with yeah. that it's called about making a difference isn't it i mean one of the things it's you know i i call it the so what so you're doing this and this fantastic but so what yeah. what difference does it make in the lives of ordinary people always consider that and the groups that we're featuring today make a huge difference to men and their families and community. Well, I've been doing a wee bit of reading on both of them. And again, I, I guess I, I knew them both uh, from name. Mm. Uh, and I'm going. To, I'm looking forward to finding a lot more. Uh, about, I mean, very careful not to say who they oh, are. Oh, no. And that we, we won't do that just yet. Uh, but, of course, we can say that the theme uh, has been very much tied in with the uh, International Men's Day, which is coming up on the 19th of November. That's it. Uh, indeed. Did you have lots and lots of... of uh, applications we have been delighted to be able to feature seven different groups this month we've taken a slightly different slant Mm -hmm. we have um looked for groups who support families men and women and try to real drill down into how they support men in particular it's a fact that men don't tend to ask for help until things are pretty critical well actually yesterday on, on the breakfast show i was talking about the abuse of men, you know, and I was amazed that 700,000 men are abused. And, you know, a lot of them are big, burly, six foot men. Uh, and, of course, to cope with that, you know, you're supposed to be manly, you know. Uh, and, 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 of course, that does then lead to mental health. And, and it even, does yeah. shock people, doesn't it? it that does, everyone's yeah. vulnerable in different ways. And I know that, that, that I think it's, it's BCHA locally are involved with, with support at that level. I was talking to a national organisation, okay. but they, they knew uh, the, the local organisations on the ground, you know. Oh, that's good. I mean, obviously, without being miserable, there is lots of different forms of abuse. There's physical, yes, psychological, yes. mental. Yeah. And um, financial abuse and, and all sorts. So 
to affecting men and women, of, of course. Of course, yeah. and I think the um, underreported nature of um, a, of any sort of domestic abuse or, or violence for both men and women um, needs to be addressed. But yeah, the, the figures for, for men is is um, surprising, but probably the tip of the iceberg. And of course, we're going to be talking a wee bit today about families, mm-hmm. and we're going to be talking about health mm-hmm. in, in general terms. And of course, in both those things, there are big challenges, aren't there? Because if ever there has been pressure on families, it's now big. Not just because of the economy, but with everything going on, it's so hard, isn't it? The impacts of cost of living stress on mental health. Um, You know, we we see the increases in people having to reach for help where they've been able to be self-sufficient. Talking to somebody um, at the supermarket who was collecting for one of the local food banks and and they they said the people who are attending food banks now are, are both work they're working oh yeah and they still need to go so the stresses yeah. are huge yeah. and of course the you know the th- the thresholds in terms of the tax uh, haven't they've been frozen haven't they which means many people have even gone into super tax yeah. of course alongside of that the cost of living has been through the roof mm. so it's no surprise you know that that's that's applying pressure on people who who I guess we have no idea that they would be struggling. Exactly. And one of the things we're hoping to do always when we come on the show is that even if one person who'd never heard of an organisation reaches out, then we've done our job, haven't we? We're we're here to raise awareness of the support that's out there for folks. And it's a great privilege for both you and me, isn't it? Because we generally uh, are. I mean, Hope FM itself is a small voluntary organisation. If it weren't for volunteers, we couldn't exist. So I know, but I spent my life in the voluntary sector with the YMCA. Uh, So my heart is truly there, as is yours, of course. Yeah. Well, before we go on to play your music, tell us what 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 are you up to in Cannes? Because you always have new things on the go. We do. I've mentioned volunteering. Um, one of the uh, off- offers is for members of the public who are thinking of volunteering or aren't quite sure what it entails or whether they'd be a good fit. We're, we're going to have some drop-in sessions. So I'll just rattle those off. It's all on our website. And we will repeat them. So later on the programme, we repeat them. But, but If you search yeah. for CAN 100, mm-hmm. then you'll, you'll find our website. .org, isn't it? Yes, yeah. thank you. So if you're around Parkstone Library on the 10th of November in the morning... Our fantastic volunteer team will be there ready to chat with you about different opportunities. It's a chance to ask, oh, there's so many different opportunities for volunteering. Is anything you can think of, to be honest? I'll put that out there as a challenge um, that that not-for-profits will need you for. It could be your financial skills. It could be your people skills. It could be your gardening. Anything that you can offer, there will be a group who would love you. So that's the 10th of November in Parkston. And are you going to have lots of organisations there? It's going to be our um, our hub team, so there'll probably be two of so the So it's more a general team. thing. It's a general a, drop-in. A, an overall picture. An you overall could do this, picture. You could do that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. If, if you can't get out and about or you're not not available, then on the 20th of no- November in the afternoon at 2 o'clock, there's an online drop-in. And on the 11th of January the team will be out at Kinson Hub. So there's three coming up in the next few months, but the team are always at the end of the phone, emails, and ready to chat with people and help them start their journey. Now, if you haven't got any of that, then uh, sometime during the programme, get yourself a bit of a pen and paper, (laughs) and we will repeat it. And what else are you up to then? Well, that's keeping the Volunteer Hub quite busy. Mm -hmm. Um, We also have Gareth, who works for our wellbeing collaborative team. Again, very important with the rise of mental health and so on. Exactly. And this is another opportunity for members of the public to come and meet Community Action Network. And Gareth's job and his, his colleagues is to have information stations at different libraries where people can come and find out what support's available for them and their family in the local area. Mm. And that could be a, a group because they've been diagnosed with a certain health condition or it could be that there's something for their child to go and join in with or a drama. There's lots of opportunities that are either free or very low cost for people. There's no need for people to be lonely um, and to feel isolated. There is help out there. So you can pop along to the different libraries and this is weekly. So if you miss these dates, please don't worry. Yeah. The team will be there. And they, they tend to be in the libraries because that's a great place for people to drop in. And it's a source of information, isn't it? So Absolutely, the perfect yeah. Place. 
Um, and it's a safe place as well. A isn't safe it? place, yeah. a welcoming place. I've got a challenge for you mm. because uh, we just heard that we are going to be partnering with the co-op again this year, and our focus is mental health. Uh, and what what we've said we want to do, and this is where you come in, uh, and maybe Gareth, mm-hmm. uh, is we want to give a voice to people who have uh, access some of the support services uh, for mental health, so that we want to give hope. And so we particularly want to interview and have people on air, particularly young people, about the challenges that they've had. Mm-hmm. They can be anonymous; they can call mm-hmm. themselves Mickey Mouse if they want, doesn't really matter. <laughs> but they, uh, but then obviously, more importantly, how did working with X organisation really help you? Oh. Lovely, uh, that's a great theme, so yeah. And we've got a year on that. I'm, oh, fantastic. I'm sure we yeah. can find some marvellous guests for you. Fantastic. I mean, the people who drop in to find out what support's available might not be having mental health issues. No. It might be that they are a physical health issue. Sure. But, of course, it all impacts how, we, all the how feel, we feel. Feel good about yourself. And, totally. And it's hard these days. I mean, when you turn the television on, of course, mm. with the, you know, if it was Ukraine and now, of course, it's yeah. Israel and Gaza. It's enough to depress anybody, isn't it? It really is. And we, we have to support where we can and influence within our realm of influence. Of so course. if somebody yeah. or yourself is feeling a bit gloomy or a bit um, worried because they've had a diagnosis and they want to join a club to find out more sure. about ha- how to live with it, um, I'll give, I will rattle off the dates, but again, they are on our website. Okay. So the team will be in the Pool Library tomorrow mm-hmm. from 1 till 4, Boscombe Library on the 27th in the morning, Castle Point Library on the 30th of October, from 11.30 till 3.30 and then Christchurch Library on the 31st of October from 2 till 4 and those times and dates are repeated weekly as I say so you don't need to make an appointment you can drop in with any random old inquiry let's give them a challenge and they will help you to find someone locally um, who who could support That's uh, To Be A Man there from uh, Dax and of course in line with International Men's Day which is coming up on the 19th of November. Well, Hannah, it is that moment. Well, the first of those moments because we're on two of them today, aren't we? <laughs> we are. Uh, uh, in fact, we have to have three because you've got these other organisations as well. Uh, so, but... Listen, the fanfare, the trumpeters, we've got them all packed into the studio, as you can see. <laughs> There's no room to move. Uh, so, uh, the, the the first organisation and, and community hero of the month uh, are... DoorPip, which stands for Dorset Parent Infant Partnership. Fantastic! Now, obviously, we've got we've got Justin here uh, with us, uh, Brosnet, and he's he's a volunteer for the organisation. And uh, good morning to you. Good morning. How are you doing? Well, you've been very patiently sat there listening to us two rabbiting on. How did you come to be involved as a volunteer with with DoorPip? Well, a friend of mine, uh, Viv Allen, is the founder of DoorPip. Uh, so I kind of got railroaded into it by her, really. Um, but obviously, it's a great uh, charity. So it was a uh, my pleasure, really, to try and uh, help out a little bit. Now it's interesting because you, you're mainly focused on helping young families at the first thousand and one days, I That's guess, right, since baby yes. is born. Uh, I was intrigued by that round number of a thousand and one days. Why that? Well, I think. I think the reason for that is that it's so important for the first kind of three years is a bit of a baby's life. They're sort of going through and you know, learning a lot of different things that we don't really understand fully. But um, I think it was a round sort of figure that works for everybody, really. And, and you know, children need that support. Uh, with their families going forward, really. And, of course, being a dad yourself, four times round, wasn't yes, it? Yes, So when's the boot coming out? That's what I'd like to know, well, Justin. Well, I think <laughs> it was a long time ago since my kids were babies, but uh, I did have three boys under the age of two years old. Say no more. Gosh. So yeah. obviously I had a lot of experience of the pressures of uh, of parenthood 
in the early years. As you look back in those days, albeit a few years ago, what what would have helped you then? What what do you now, which you now know was available, at, and what would you have liked to have had then? Well, to be honest, I don't think there really was any support for you know parents in general, and especially fathers back then. Um, it would have been nice to have someone to talk to, although. We all know that uh, dads sometimes find it difficult to talk about their feelings and things like that, but obviously the pressure of parenthood is huge from a lot of different areas, uh, financial, you know, work, um, and then the pressures of home life as well. It just would have been nice, I think, to have some kind of support network um, to help with anything that just anything that, that, that people wanted to talk about. And I suppose, do you get sort of families together as well so, so they can hear from each other? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there is a, a, a big support network within Dorpip sort of thing. We have like a, a lot of different facets. I uh, tend to concentrate on the dads group. So we have uh, a sessions every Tuesday between seven and nine and it's like over about a six-week period. And we just sit on a zoom call and talk to dads and give them advice a lot of the time we let them speak so they're getting an opportunity to tell us what they need what their feelings are and what they're finding difficult Mm -hmm. and how best that can be used to you know work well for the baby you know for sure for their you know new children i mean you said how difficult sometimes it can be to get blokes to engage you know yes. and how do you do that in indoor pip i think it's it, it's about listening isn't it it's about sort of giving them the information um and then and, and letting them talk I, f- I find a lot of the time we we just kind of bring the, the dads into it and let them give their feelings and sometimes it's more difficult than how, others. how do you reach them do you, i mean do they contact you via your website or is it because you know you see mom and yeah, I think uh, mainly through the website, word of mouth. Um, also, there's a group of midwives that work with us as well, so they're then health visitors, so they're talking to the parents. So there's the signposting. Exactly. Yeah. If, yeah. They, if they feel that, you know, these parents do need a little bit of support, they can always put them in touch with us. And, you know, it, it, it's word of mouth a lot of the time, I think. And that's the best form, isn't it? The yes. best, the best, because yeah. if people are really being helped mm. and, and also participating, mm-hmm. feel part of the whole thing, then they're going to tell their mates, are they? Sure, sure. Yeah. And it's important, you know, it's an important sort of um, support structure for the for new parents. I mean, we all have this idea of how lovely it's going to be to be a parent and how we, we can't wait to love Yeah, there can be a, a romantic view. Exactly, then when yeah. you're yeah. The, the, and when it comes yeah. down to it, we're obviously with so much pressure with, you know, the everything. economy yeah. and, and and pressures of everything basically at the moment. I mean, clearly you're working with the dads. What what are, what are the common pressures? The things that are coming your way? You know, that the guys talk about. Um, what are the common themes? Yeah, it, I mean, there's there's lots of different things. Financial pressure is a big one at the moment. Obviously, the economy's all over the place. With you know, everybody's under pressure, um, and that and that goes to relationships as well doesn't it so when you relationship suffering there could be also the uh, relationship with your child can be suffering as well so there's there's a lot of different outside influences mm-hmm. and obviously when you're a new parent and you know you might be lacking in sleep and, and things like that so yeah. it all brings Big extra time pressure lacking. yeah extra pressure to the relationship you know you've your life has changed completely and like i said you sometimes you have these this view with with rose-tinted glasses sort of thing of what it's going to be like. And I suppose it's nothing can, like it. You can think that you're the only one, can't you? Exactly. And yeah. I'm, a bad, I'm a bad dad, you know, yeah. and the, the feelings that I have, yeah. even the anger that yeah. I feel sometimes. Yeah. It's, uh, it's people can think one. they're the only ones. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's a really difficult situation sometimes and, and, you know, it's hard to ask for help, especially as a, as a man. I think we've mentioned that a couple yeah, of times yeah. already. Yeah. Well, um, on everything, prostate checking, yeah. we don't, us men, we, we're scared stiff at going to the GP. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a generational thing as well. I think especially the older dads and, and you know, well, older men in general, we were taught to be sort of strong, breadwinning yeah. human beings and, and not talk about your emotions. And the more we rubbish, do really. that, <laughs> yeah, the more we do that, it's actually quite cathartic. You know, you, you feel so much better for doing it. Yeah. Um, and you don't realise it's going to be like that until you actually try. Well, we'll have a little breather. Uh, 
you've got a great song from McFly. Uh, are you fan? So it's a bit of cheesy, isn't it? Are you are you a fan of McFly? Love him. Love him. Since you were a teenager? <laughs> so, uh, I don't think they were around when I was a teenager. Oh, you're so kind. <laughs> now, my very special guest today, and there's more on the way, of course. We've got Hannah. She really needs no introduction because she's like a fixture. She still hasn't signed my contract. I mean, just because it was 50 years, it doesn't mean <laughs> to say that you shouldn't have signed it, you know. The one you offered Justin was 10. Why is mine 50? <laughs> Because you have to prove yourself. A oh. I must say, I was thinking of changing it for, for Justin because he's been so good, really. He has. Maybe we could do 25 years. Okay. You don't need, don't worry about committing yourself. You know, you, you just lose your entire... <laughs> yeah, you lose your entire... Yeah, you lose your entire life, Justin. Now, talking to Justin, Justin is a volunteer for a wonderful organisation called Door Pip. The Pip bit stands for Parent Infant partnership and they're working with, with young families uh, in the first 1001 days uh, of an infant and, and the family's life with their new child uh, Justin particularly works uh, with the guys and, uh, and, and and that sounded really exciting you know uh, um, so every guy listening to this thinks you know what I like that man Justin I wouldn't mind checking the service out uh, how, how do they do that well, uh, you can take a look on the website, obviously, with uh, which is www.dorpip.org.uk. Uh, all the information's on there. So we uh, basically our course runs for six weeks on Zoom for two hours on a Tuesday. We've got a new course which starts in January. Haven't got the exact date for that yet, but um, that's all going to be organised. And uh, yeah, come along. Um, there's lots of useful information on sort of uh, being a dad, how to bond with your child, you know, any pressures you might be feeling and, and how to get past those, you know, those uh, difficult moments, let's say, and just to make sure that uh, the child has the best start in life, really. Yeah. Were you doing it on Zoom because of COVID? Um, Yes, the, uh, but uh, obviously the dads come from different areas in Dorset, so so big travelling involved. Exactly, yeah. yeah, and financially that it's not easy. Obviously, you've got a new child, so uh, <laughs> say no more. <laughs> you yeah. want to be leaving the other parent uh, alone to for, go to go. And do it's that. all very well you swalling yeah, off and leaving. Swalling off and yeah. have a bit of a chat with the guys, you know. <laughs> yeah, now clearly, uh, you know, no doubt you've got to know lots of the guys. If they were here in the studio with us right now. And I was saying to him, guys, uh, tell us a wee bit about how, you know, being part of this Dorset Pip group has helped you. What are the sorts of things they're likely to tell me? Well, do you know what? I think, I think the guys we've got on this particular course have found it really uh, quite good for them. You know, they've found out lots of different things that maybe they wouldn't have realised um, if they didn't join us. They're getting a chance to talk about their feelings and, and what they might need a little bit of help with here and there. We actually, uh, for instance, last night we had um, a midwife on with her who works with Dorpip, a uh, lovely lady, and they were able to ask her lots of questions that not necessarily they would have been, had or had the time to, to ask a, a midwife that's dealing with them. Yeah. No, obviously, no disrespect to midwives, it's a very difficult job, but, and, and they don't have a lot of time. Um, but they don't always have time to speak to the dads personally about, yeah, well, about yeah. certain things yeah. that they're of course, feeling. The dads, some of them are prone to fainting, aren't they? Conking out. Well, I've never done that myself, but y yes, I'm sure that that does happen. <laughs> I'm, I'm quite sure that does happen. There are some, I guess, would, 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 are quite happy to wait until it's all over. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sure, sure. But yeah, I guess it's important, really, because I mean, people can think that it's just mom who's got all the concerns and worries about their. Yeah, family, exactly, but of course yeah. the dads yeah. share in that in that responsibility. Yeah, they do, and and they don't always get the recognition for the for the hard work they're putting in as well, you know. And you know, they're in a different. All parents are in a difficult position. Uh, it's hard work being a parent, mm. and uh, but very rewarding. I mean, it's yeah. nice. How old are your kids now? Are they adults? <sighs> yes. Uh, so my eldest son's twenty eight. Right. I've got twins that are twenty six. And I have a daughter who's 17. Um, 
So yeah, all mine are, are older. So you'll be heading. I'm kind of the... blocked out the bad bits now. Um. <laughs> you'll be heading for the grandchildren, won't you? Uh, yes, I do yeah. have one. I have I, seven. I have, a, I have a grandchild. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a little boy called Sonny, uh, who's amazing. Fantastic, uh, yeah. So, yeah. But it's also good, uh, Justin, that you're able to dip into, you know. Uh, years of your own experience you know and so on and that must be helpful to you it must have built, helped your confidence as well yeah it does it i mean just remembering and talking about how how difficult it, it was back then mm. like i say you do actually block out some of the bad bits but it's it's quite good to think about it and and use it yeah. you know i do have i do have experience in, in, in what these guys are going through and i do understand yeah, um, how hard it can be, and also uh, sometimes people can get very hard on themselves, can't they? Yeah? Because they they think like, oh, I messed yeah. that up, and whatever. Yeah. And and if you think that way, of course, it can be very discouraging. Yeah, it, it is. We don't, you know, we all go out to be the best dad we can, mm. and sometimes we don't always get it right. But you you don't have to give yourself a hard time for that. You know, you just do the best you can, and. You know, put the effort in. Here's a difficult one for you. Okay. Have your grown-up kids <laughs> ever had a conversation with you? Dad. I'm worried about what you're going to ask me now. <laughs> no, that they've affirmed you and said, you know what, you were a great dad. Or, yeah, yeah, definitely. I've, I've had those moments, and those, those moments make it all worthwhile, obviously. Um, but some people can be hard on themselves, can't they? Oh, and, yeah. And, you know, well, lots of people can be yeah, hard on themselves. And, and when your child, you know, reaffirms that they love you and and that you've done your best, then that makes you feel a whole lot better. Because actually, uh, kids themselves are not little angels, are they? And I, I, and I guess that when they uh, when they get to be, you know, older uh, adults uh, and, and heading towards parenthood themselves, they realise the sacrifice. Oh yeah, there's a there's of, a light bulb moment for a for a, a young parents when they realize what they've put their parents through mm. uh, themselves and uh, what they're going to have to deal with as time goes on I think. but in balance i mean there could be somebody listening to us now maybe they're just beginning you know to think about children with their partner their their wife or whatever relationship they're in we don't want to be putting them off for fatherhood <laughs> uh, or whatever but uh, so would you confidently say not because i asked the question but would you confidently say it's worth it you know all those sleepless nights oh, not that everybody has sleepless nights and all the challenge many challenges that come with young children would you do it again uh not at my age no definitely not <laughs> i didn't want to be doing it again at my age but uh what, it's a fantastic it's a fantastic thing isn't it you're bringing a new a new little human into the world mm. and you you know that your life's going to change when it happens but you don't really realize how much love you have to give another breathing you know child child in, that, individual exactly who yeah, are their yeah. own little person I mean, your life just changes completely it's such a wonderful experience mm. um and you know you know you you've got someone to look after not just until they're 18 but um probably their whole lives and it uh, never stops costing you money that's for sure <laughs> Oh yes, absolutely. Well, it's scary actually. Whenever you think about it, I mean that in a nice way. By the way, that wasn't. The no, I, I know. One would like to think that as they get older, you know that. I mean, in my family, you know, we, we would give presents at Christmas, and and they all decided amongst themselves that they were they couldn't afford to give each other expensive prizes. And I said, oh, "This is great. I'm going to be quids in." You know, they said, "Our rules don't apply to you." <laughs> yeah, that, that never stop us, doesn't it? No. Uh, that whatever. Uh, so, your next course is coming up in January. Correct. Um, yes. Hard, hard, if people want to find out more about the whole thing, the the, the broader work of of Doorpip, sure. Um, it's the best way to check out your website. Yeah, definitely. Look. Go to the website, have a look. Um, Can you, have you got that address? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Um There's lots of information on there. Mm-hmm. And uh, particularly all dads are welcome to the next course. Obviously, I think that it's a great uh, thing. You'll get a lot out of it. And I get a lot out of it. So, mm-hmm. um, But parents in general, if there's anything they need extra uh, that's given already from the NHS... Go on to Dorpip, have a look, see what services we provide and come join us, come and, come and uh, have a look.
Well, that's an amazing Stevie Wonder then. A big thank you to Justin. And, and check out the, the work of, of Door Pip. They do such fabulous work. And Justin was such a delight to interview volunteers for all of this stuff. But, of course, it's coming out of, of having uh, raised four children, you know, with, with his wife and so on. And it was just a delight. But to check out their, their website, if you just Google Door Pip, it'll, it'll come up or whatever. Well, a bit of a change of gear now. But before I go back to Hannah, just a couple of notices of that have been sent into the station. One, of course, our television screens are filled with the terrible uh, scenes coming out of Gaza and indeed of Israel. And uh, our hearts go out uh, to all those people, particularly the innocent people who are caught up in the conflict. Well, at Lansdowne Church on the 2nd of November, which is next week, there is an event, if you're a praying person, that you might want to consider going to. It's called Pray Big for Israel and for the Middle East. It's a gathering for the churches and Christians across BCP to unite in prayer for the conflict. And the scripture in the in the sign, that the little note that they gave me was, my house shall be called a house of prayer. Sometimes we don't know how to respond but we can pray. And we can pray, of course, you know, for everybody impacted, particularly, of course, the innocents on all sides of this terrible uh, conflict. So that, of course, is next Thursday, the 2nd of November at Lansdowne Church, of course, right in the centre of Bournemouth. And then another advance notice. Uh, uh, you may remember that I've had that wonderful choir, Gospel Voices, uh, here in the studio. They have their concert coming up at St. Martin's Church, which is in the centre of West Moors, on Saturday, the 18th of November. Now, if you like your music, I can tell you some of the their programme. It's All You Need Is Love, Bridge Over Troubled Water, Sacred Fire, Panis Angelinus, I Want Jesus to Walk With Me, Amazing Grace. Lots and lots of, of vibrance and support in that choir. So if music is your thing, and choir in particular, then you might want to uh, check out their website, which is www.urc. Uh, dash east dorset.org.uk that's www.urc dash east dorset.org.uk tickets are six pounds they're available for brewer and brewer which is opposite st martin's uh, in station road or indeed you can go along and check out that website you can reserve your ticket uh, online so go along and encourage them and the music is a wonderful way of list, list, lifting the spirit so that's saturday the 18th of november and can i just say that with the festive season coming up my mailbox is getting busier and busier Uh, so if you are uh, planning to have um, an event it would be really great if you could let me know sooner as opposed to later so I can put it in not just my programme but many of the programmes that you hear on Hope FM but you can send the information to me that's blairc at hopefm.com blairc at hopefm.com well Hannah has been sat there very patiently listening of course to, to Justin she is the engagement officer with CAN, the Community Action Network. And, uh, well, of course, you, you have other organisations you want to talk about as well. Just a quick fire. Of, because I do. You, you couldn't settle for two organisations <laughs> this month. You've gone for seven. We, we've we celebrated um, Women's Day in, in previous marches and um, featured more than one organisation so we felt it was only equitable to do the same for the for the men yeah. so for International Men's Day we were interested in groups who support families um, but have something special either that most of their service users are men or that they have a special group for men as Justin was telling us so I want to tell you if I may go for in it no, well it's alphabetical order because that's the way my mind works okie dokie acts fast are a, uh, an organisation who support families where the child has disclosed that there's been sexual abuse, not from the close family members, but um, and so the charity supports the families who are going through this terrible um, time. We've had them on before, haven't we? Yes, yeah. and they know that it impacts all the family members, but dads as well, and traditionally can find it harder to ask for help. Um, so one of one of their clients had said how amazing it was just to have someone to talk to, to realise that he wasn't the only person going through this this dreadful, um, you know, event yeah. in, in their it's lives. Devastating, isn't it? It for, is. So if, if you look up Acts Fast, you'll you'll find them. Yeah, all these organisations. If usually, if you just Google the name, yeah. it'll take you to their website. 
other search engines are available. Oh, indeed. oh yes. I like Ecosia if we're dropping it in there because they plant a tree every time you Google. Oh, no, every time you search. Wonderful. Ecosia, anyway. That's our bit for We the digress. Eco- <laughs> indeed. Well, ecology is important. All about being green. All about Absolutely. being green. Um, the next group who couldn't join us but wanted to share what they do is um, called ARA, which is Recovery for All People Who Have Gambling Harm. So gambling behaviour can be harmful to the individual and also can have an impact on their family and friends and loved ones. Uh, Majority of harmful gamblers are men. That's just... The statistics are there, the data's there, and um, Kai, who's from ARA, A-R-A, wanted to reach out and say, please get in touch if you're feeling your gambling's getting out of control. Kai has lived experience of problem gambling and is now mm. working for an organisation, so he is able to talk to people, and, of course, and he's been through it. There's very aggressive uh, you know, marketing, isn't there, oh, on phones? There? It's so easy to get hoots and all these things, you know. I actually get really cross on... Anytime there's a sports match, it's all around the edges of the arena. Yeah. And it's this tiny writing, be gamble aware. Mm. I mean, that's not the bit that's going to, uh, well, yes. you know, attract you. And if you search engine, Ecosia or Google, ARA, gambling resources, you'll get three adverts for gambling before you find their site. So I'm just saying it's, it's well, it no just, surprise it's a problem. It just proves the point. But if you, if you struggle in that area, there's no shame. Nope. Just reach out for help. And as I say, because um, the local um, contact Kai has lived experience, there's definitely no stigma because he's been there himself. So Mm. he was really keen to share that that's his personal story as well. Thank you. One more? One more. This is alphabetical too. Bournemouth Christchurch and Paul Council have free health walks. They run across the three different towns. They're weekly and they have male and females walking uh but the the story that um that that they've shared is that one of the walkers during covid wasn't able to to come out to do the walking anymore and since covid hasn't been well enough um so instead of him coming to the walks one of the walkers goes and sees him still so there's a real friendship there's a bond that's such a kind thing for this volunteer who's called john um to do and he's no one's asked him to do it. He's doing it because he feels it's the right thing. And um, so those walks always end in a cafe, which I think always helps. That's the best bit, isn't it? <laughs> With a big gear too. <laughs> uh, you've earned a cake, you know, and the camaraderie and the chat carries on. And, and those really are wonderful things. And they are on the council's website, but also we can, Community Action Network, will be featuring all of these organisations on our website. And you can always drop us a line if you want to find out hey, more. Hey, John, and if you're listening, well, come on radio, let me know. And, uh, and well done, well mm, done you. Absolutely. Well, it's come to that point where we have to introduce our second community hero of, of the month. Uh, and the organisation is... That's the best bit. That's it's amazing. It. I don't know, it's it's get, Monty Python-esque. It's getting all these trumpeters in the station. You can't, you can't move in here. But anyway. Right. Imagine that didn't happen. The Health Bus Trust. Absolutely. And of course, here, uh, uh, the lovely Chrissy is joining us and, and she works with the Trust. What, what, what do you do with the Trust, Chrissy? What, what's your involvement? Oh, well, first, can I say what a welcome? I love that. <laughs> <laughs> fanfare, fanfare. I loved it. Um, hello, thank you for having me on the show uh, representing the Health Bus. Yes, yeah, so we are a, a charity, a small charity that take healthcare out on the streets uh, to those that have experienced homelessness in Bournemouth. Um, so we are quite bespoke, so we don't come under any of the GP surgeries. We're quite separate, but independent. We work but independent. Well, I guess people can signpost and do oh, signpost to you all the time. Absolutely. And that's that's part of our role is that we are that sort of bridge to patients, people accessing mm-hmm. mainstream healthcare. Mm-hmm. So for us, a lot of our um, g- the girls and the guys aren't accessing healthcare when we meet them. So, yeah. Is that because, I guess they have, would many of them have a very poor self-image? Sadly, that is uh, one of the reasons why people don't access um, healthcare. I think that's one of the things that people would say, that they struggle if they go to sit in a GP surgery, they think people might 
well I've had in fact even last week someone said I couldn't I just walked straight out because I felt I smell and, and someone was mm. making a comment um, again they might not even be making a comment he just might have just felt, felt that because, self-conscious you know, yeah and somebody may have been making a comment do you know what maybe maybe but it is it is hard for our clients to access I mean it's hard anyway at the moment isn't it our GPs are under such um, stress you get these little five minute appointments and everything's digital our our clients don't have often don't even have a phone let alone a digital phone to to you know send in an email or uh, ring in and stay on the phone because they might not have credit or if they have credit it's not going to last long so there's lots of barriers to, to people accessing mainstream healthcare. and i suppose that when you talk about health i mean we were talking generally about how men don't go to the gp mm, they don't mm. whether they've got challenges or not yep. we just don't like probably they're frightened of somebody telling us bad news yep. uh, prostate cancer is another one I've yep. uh, a guy who comes on regularly David Davis and, and uh, he got prostate cancer but when he I've been saying to people guys check yourself out Absolutely. because most of these things cannot they're not serious if they're caught early you know but I guess it's the same with you so when, when the guys who they're not ex- accessing the, uh, the GPs uh, how do you assess their health so I think for us, we would, I mean, just from the data that's national is the age of a man, sadly, the average age for a man to die on the streets is 47, which that's, just that's sends shivers down. 30 years less than the 30 average. 30 years less than, you know. That's terrible, isn't it? Isn't it? So, um, you know, in that, I think that just says already there's uh, undiagnosed, untreated conditions that people have. So I think, you know, a lot of our guys on the streets don't even know that, you know, you just talked about prostate cancer you know how many of them are going to go and get a check for that well, um, people who haven't got issues don't get checked absolutely yeah. absolutely and you know there's multiple um there's multiple conditions that aren't being even diagnosed so we've got a real heart and a passion to to get people screened to test people for you know different diagnoses so um yeah it's, it's a big one for for us we do want to be out there um and to yeah, give them that opportunity to come in to get checked, to get a health check. Uh, and then we can, as we build that relationship as well, it's such a key thing out on the streets. You've got to build that relationship. You've got to build that trust because, you know, for a lot of people, things have broken down along the way, sadly. So do you go out, you know, actually, because obviously many of them are sleeping in doorways and all yep. sorts of places. Do, do you actually, as part of what you're doing, going out and meeting them and inviting them onto the bus? Yeah, so... Uh, I, as I said, I'm one of us, an amazing team. We've got a fantastic team, but we're a very small team. So I am in, um, my role is the engagement and enhancement outreach nurse. Oh, you're another engagement person. (laughs) Oh, there you go. Yes, Hannah, we're the engagement pillar. We're the engagement (laughs) twins. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, so you you may well, uh, people are known as the woman with the rucksack. So (laughs) you can see me walking around the town centre with this huge rucksack on my back. Uh, And yeah, I do, I will stop in the doorways um in fact often the town center was known as my office because i would just walk to the bottom of richmond hill have my rucksack and people would gravitate uh, knowing you. because they know me because i've been you no, know they know you they know me <laughs> oh, here comes out chrissy again <laughs> oh no there she is <laughs> have you um, got the tea with you chrissy? <laughs> do you know sometimes sometimes we've got a little flask of tea oh, why not oh, why not that's um yeah so i mean that's that's been so beautiful for me it's been that relationship building which is so so key uh so often i'm that first face of healthcare and you know from that place it's then just just yeah just coaxing people to either get to the health bus which is our little outreach clinic or to get them engaged with other services we've got you know incredible services working with the homeless in bournemouth so yeah have you got a new bus because you used to use the ymca bus for a while didn't you yeah Yes, we have. Uh, we do. Uh, and I think that's it all started with that wonderful YMCA bus, didn't it? I remember yeah, going on there yeah. when I worked in, in another role alongside yeah. the health bus. Um, yeah, so we've got this gorgeous little bespoke two, uh, two-roomed clinic, fully kitted out. It's lush. It's it's wonderful. You can drive that wherever. Do you drive it, Chrissy? Do you know what? No, they won't let me. <laughs> oh. they've, they've heard about my reputation. On the buses with Chrissy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I've even heard clients go, Chrissy. I'm more scared to get in your car than I am to go into a crack house. So that's a bit, that's a bit worrying. Your isn't reputation it? goes before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they won't allow me the keys. I'm gutted. That's that's the challenge. Yeah, but uh, so obviously, I mean, clearly, relationship with you and your lovely smiling, welcoming face. I mean, who who wouldn't want to get on the bus? Aww. And I guess for you and your colleagues, it must be quite heartrending to hear some of the stories. I mean, people don't. I don't think they often understand why people end up homeless and, mm. and they can have brilliant family life yeah, and so on absolutely. brilliant careers and yeah. then things go pear shape and, yeah. and it's humbling when you hear those stories yeah. isn't it yeah I think you know I always say but by the grace of God go I you mm. know it could be me out there it could be my brother out there my sister out there my children out, you know yeah. it, it doesn't discriminate and you know sadly we live in a time at the moment that is um yeah, it, it's hard. It, it's hard, isn't it? Affordable living. I'm sure you've been talking about that. There's there's so many reasons. I could, I could sit here and talk about all the reasons why people uh, end up end sadly. up homeless. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and of course, I suppose there's a lot of suspicion. You, I suppose you either get people who, who who buy them a meal or whatever, but there's always that fear that if you give money, it'll go on drugs and drink. Of course, sadly, it does. But mm-hmm. that doesn't mean to say that there, there shouldn't be an outreach. And, and, but the, and I guess that there are strategies of dealing with that, aren't there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would probably start by, I get this question uh, asked all the time. What and I would I say, what should I do? Yeah, what should I do? Do you know what my first thing and will always be my first thing is please be kind. Mm-hmm. Be kind. You yeah. know, I think kindness is seems to be been pushed aside. And I think, you know, sit listen sit on the floor even you know just just people need to know that people do care Mm -hmm. and that people do want to hear their story and I say to people just sit with them ask someone their story ask them how they got there ask them you know ask you Mm -hmm. ask people questions people I feel like you know so often they get pushed aside and you speak to people on the streets and you know they feel like they're the bottom of someone's you know they feel like they're a nobody and you know that's not true they are a somebody and they are worth it and I feel like we you know we need to be sharing and being kind and it seems to have disappeared doesn't it kindness Hope FM, proud broadcast partners of Community Action Network, providing professional and practical support to the voluntary sector in Bournemouth, Christchurch and Poole. See how CAN is helping communities flourish over at can100.org. You're listening to Community Now on Hope FM with Keith Jones Bookshop, serving the community for over 50 years. Visit keithjones.co.uk. And of course, uh, today, uh, a lovely Hannah has been introducing us to the fantastic organisations that have been selected uh, as the Community Heroes of the Month, doing amazing work. And Chrissy, we're talking to you now, Chrissy works uh, for the Health Bus, and of course a lot of that work is with homeless people doing very vital work. And of course, in terms of homeless people, it's about 70% are men in terms of the whole homelessness challenge, yeah? Yeah, so from our data, we did data back in 2020, and yes, 70-75% uh, were were men that were homeless on our streets, um, and just on that ninety percent, just throwing this stat in there as well. But ninety percent uh, of our patients have poor mental health, mm. so just that in itself is is it's another big barrier, isn't it? Very yeah, big barrier, honestly, and, isn't and of it? course, as you said earlier on, the life expectancy thirty years less than yeah. than the average life yeah. expectancy, which is which is very challenging itself. isn't it and of course we we know that that i mean i like your encouragement for us to talk to people because you know perhaps our, one of our problems in life is that we don't talk to each other enough we know people but we don't really know people no. uh but i guess that starting with just talking and, and being compassionate mm-hmm. is a good place to start oh love that i love uh, yeah compassion be compassionate and mm. You know, I think you've just said it. We don't know how to talk to each other anymore. We're all sat on our phones, aren't we? So I, I was imagining myself sat in a... I mean, I work for the YMCA, but I, 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 uh, I've i never really sat in a doorway and overnight and put a cardboard box around me. Mm. Although people do do it, yeah, it's fun. Uh, but, you know, when they see your lovely face, I bet you they're thinking, oh, <laughs> look, there's Chrissy coming out again. Oh, no, here she is to nag us again about something. <laughs> but they, I, I guess that you see that building the relationship. And of course, you have a genuine care, a genuine love, uh, motivated, of course, as you said, by your faith. But, mm. but it's genuine, you know, and I guess that the guys will know that. I think, do you know what, again, I work with 
uh, an amazing group of people on the health bus, and mm. I think we're we're all on that page. Honestly, yeah. really, it's yeah. it's it's a group of people that are full of compassion and care really do care and I think we're we we hold each other together because you know sometimes it's really hard but I think just having such a great team of people around you mm. I don't, none of us could do this on our own we need each yeah. other and look I mean of course obviously you, you've got your personal fit but not mm. all of your colleagues would necessarily it's not a, it's not a Christian project it's no no anybody isn't it yeah absolutely yeah absolutely I just work with some just great great people and 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 the wider um the multidisciplinary team so I think because homelessness is obviously quite big, it's, it's obviously seen in Bournemouth, we've got a great multidisciplinary team from uh, statutory services, from uh, all the voluntary services, and it's it's great, you know, we come together, we work together, we're all working with the same... Um, it's about each individual patient, and I think it's it's great that we get to share information, that we're focused on how can we move this person from a to b so you know it's easy to think homelessness is just about housing but it's you know that's a tiny part of it you know the the health and well-being and you know physical mental health is so important so it's all part of that and we all come together and it's um I mean, the health bus, have you been tempted to call it a name? You're like, uh, Susan calls her little van that she travels around in Helen. You know, <laughs> uh, I mean, is it George? Or Do you know what? I, I don't think, I think that should be a competition. Yeah, what should we give brilliant. the name to the health bus? I don't think, <laughs> I'll have to ask my other colleagues, maybe there's a name. Yeah. But I think we need a name for the health bus. Because in the same way that guys on the street, <laughs> guys on the street, they said, oh, George is here again. Uh, yeah. Oh, whatever you choose to call the Oh, bus. I think there's a competition there. <laughs> I, I think on television Helen Lame. has become as much a personality as Susan <laughs> yeah they, uh, so where will people see the bus where, where do you position it so um, again we're quite a small little group of um, of uh, a staff team so we do obviously want to grow our team so mm. at the moment we're quite limited in what we're do you have some volunteers as well we do have volunteers and we're starting to build on that so we have uh, a clinic that runs every Thursday morning so it's a GP led clinic um, by the amazing Maggie Kirk who's, who uh, is the the uh, yeah the heart behind the health bus she started this up um, and she will so basically we're down at outside YMCA we're parked up outside YMCA every Thursday morning Mm -hmm. on a Thursday from four to eight we're a little bit more targeted so we have an email address if people um, contact uh, our admin we then put aside uh, a bespoke different route so we might yeah. not be in one so place you change the route a little yeah bit. so slightly we might be more targeted we might go to some of the um safer to stay houses that bournemouth uh, council run we might go to some of the hostels some of the emergency accommodation that people are in um so that's on a thursday evening um so then there's myself um we have a mental health nurse and a social prescriber all wonderful, all full of compassion, who are out and about the rest of the time seeing their patients, doing a little bit more um, in-depth work and uh, supporting those that might find it harder to, to get into mainstream healthcare. Uh, how is it all funded? I mean, you said <clears throat> you're a small charity and so on. Obviously, it takes a lot of dollars to keep the wheels turning. Uh, where does it come from? Uh, so, yes, yeah, so we are a charity. Uh, we have a a fundraiser amazing fundraiser who's always trying to to find extra little pockets of money for us to keep our jobs and to to keep going and to keep the bus on the on the on the road um so yeah it's 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 fundraising um like all of the charities really Mm -hmm. i think we're all on the same same page of course that's got more difficult hasn't it with with all of the economic challenges absolutely absolutely it's hard it's hard for 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 people isn't it to to give and Mm. you understand everyone's sort of fighting for those little pockets of money so we've been so blessed so far we're still out there we're still going and um hopefully we will grow and yeah take this model of of healthcare further afield what about vision in terms of going forward? If money was no object, uh, if, if, like Hannah, she won the lottery, you know, oh, and she said, well, say 20 million, just a small amount oh, of money. Nice. I mean, uh, and she said, yeah, I'll give half of it to the, uh, <laughs> I'll, give, I'll give half to Hope FM and I'll give half to you. Uh, and uh, I'll, 
I don't feel the need of it myself. Oh, uh, Hannah, pass it over. I'm a lovely person. I didn't realise how nice I was. Yes. So it was very nice, Hannah, giving us all this darsh, you know. Uh, well, but seriously, if money was no object, and what, how would you grow the charity? Oh, my is, goodness. is that too difficult a question? Would it, would it be Straight away, I'm there. <laughs> it would be, yeah, multiple buses. I think, uh, again, it's, it's, I think we need to be taking... Uh, care out to people you know I think it's it's becoming harder and harder for people to access healthcare. so I would absolutely say let's get this model you know rolling not just in Bournemouth but across the country I think for me personally uh, I'm a low nurse physical health nurse at the moment I would love to train up others and to have other nurses alongside so we can this I, I get you could probably tell I get a little bit excited you, about you things. never have to <laughs> worry on radio about being passionate i do get a little bit passionate i know i do yeah. but i think yeah i would love Hannah's to see more are you as well hannah <laughs> i love it but i think i you know i'm quite visionary so i i could see how we could uh yeah develop this and i think again the staff i work with the heart the passion they're such visionaries um so yeah, we have to rein each other in at times, uh, but yeah, great, uh, great vision ahead. And I see you're, you're wearing your, your sweatshirt today mm-hmm. with with the health bus on, and I love the little heart on the bus. It's it's a little little symbol of a bus on on Chrissy's shirt, and it's got a the red heart right in the centre of it. But I guess for you, that's that the heart. The compassion is is right at the centre with yeah. yourself and your colleagues. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, when I started my nurse training years and years and years ago, oh, it's <coughs> tell you how many. <laughs> <laughs> I remember in my training, uh, one of the the lecturers saying, "Always treat people as if they were your mother, your father, your grandmother, your grandfather, your brother, your sister, your child." And you know that has gone and has kept me going. And and I think when for me personally. When I'm nursing someone, when I'm with someone, I still always hope that I would see that person as someone as I child? loved. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, how would I want that person to be treated? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think it's, it's yeah, so important. Yeah. And, of course, Jesus himself was very much criticised because he went to disreputable people, you know, like Mary Magdalene was a prostitute and yeah. Zacchaeus was ripping people off left, right and centre and Matthew the same. Yeah. Uh, and yet Jesus was affirmed by them and it's it's an inspiration, isn't it, that, that he said, I've not come for the well, I've come for the sick. Oh, isn't that so true? Mm. Isn't that so true? And I think my favourite um, scripture actually is the woman at the well, mm. uh, you know, where Jesus meets this woman who was just... Uh, an outcast, you know, a Samaritan woman. Is it seven husbands she'd had? Yeah. Well, mm. I, I just the whole thing of she was an just for being a woman, just for being a Samaritan. Oh, you know, yeah. she was an outcast in that society, mm. and just the way Jesus just loves her, you know, and and is so kind to her. And in that little moment she had with it, that one little moment, it transformed her life. And, you know, she runs off and tells everyone about Jesus, doesn't she? So, you know, yeah, I just, I know that, you know, if Jesus was physically walking this earth today, I believe he'd be out on the streets with me with his rucksack. Well, of rucksack. course, he, he is physically walking <laughs> Isn't the he? Isn't in, in he? In the form of Chrissy uh, uh, and, in, and in the form of many others who serve him. Yeah. Um, and, um, I guess that, you know, he's not physically present with us, but spiritually he spiritually is, by his he Holy is. Spirit living in us. Yeah. And, and, and people like your good self and lots of other people who are doing fabulous work. And um, also, of course, even people who necessarily don't have faith, they're also very often motivated compassion and so on and and, and you know god loves them too oh honestly and yeah. you know love is a beautiful thing and yeah. yeah and i think we see that there's so many voluntary um you know all the incredible soup kitchens that are running around our town yeah. there's one lady and she's amazing actually i think she got the obe but she she's a nurse also and she uh she she's works for the Salvation Army. She volunteers with the Salvation Army, but she washes the guy's feet. Oh, love I, I that. Mean, she does, and, and same thing, you know, and they love they love her, you know, and, uh, and so the sorts of things that you're experiencing, she does, you know. Oh, that's wonderful. But that's so lovely. How do you cope with, because obviously you're dealing right at the raw end of human experience. Mm. You're dealing, you're seeing people suffering, you're hearing heart-wrenching stories. It must make you feel sometimes very inadequate how do you how do you and your colleagues 
cope with that? Again, we've got such a great team, so we do um, we do have time to unpack, and we do ha- yeah we, we we make sure we talk to each other. So I think yeah you can you can you can the danger is getting hardened sometimes, and you know I I hope my heart always breaks and it doesn't become hard. And I think as soon as my heart gets hard, I think I'll get out of this job. I can't know. imagine you with a hard mm-hmm. heart. But, <laughs> but do you know what I mean? I think yeah, you know, I know. I know. It's, it's easy for us to because yeah. you see so much pain all the time, and you know you can almost get desensitized. And I never want to be desensitized. You know, I, I and I know that's the same for so many others in working uh, in this this role. So. Yeah, I think we have each other. Again, we've got great teams of people uh, working in all the other services. I haven't spoken about, you know, St. Mungo's, BCP, uh, you know, the the homeless health care teams at the hospital. There's so many other services. And, of course, the, the NHS, of course, I mean, we were all applauding, weren't we, during COVID? And, of course, now... Uh, the service continues and whatever, but underfunded very often, and and of course people are having to wait very long times for accessing GPs and so on. Mm. But I guess that that because the service is crippled because the need is expanding and expanding, yeah. it's it's quite difficult. So I guess that having other organised support organisations like the Health Trust and, and a whole plethora of other support agencies is essential mm. because it, if you guys weren't they're doing what you're doing and the other folk doing what they're doing the whole system would come to a complete yeah, halt wouldn't yeah. it mm. i think that's what we hope is that we will be an asset to the uh, you know the the the, the other health services yeah. you know that we'd be able to take a bit more pressure off them and that we would be you know i think again working together it's so important so that would be our heart that we're that bridge That's Emily Sandy. Uh, read all about it and um, fantastic work that Chrissy has been telling us about with the health bus and of course Doorpip as well before that. But Hannah, you haven't finished yet because you've got two more organisations to tell us about. I have, and they all support men. <laughs> Paul Menshed. Um, they 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 are open to men and women. As it says on the tin, you can go along and do a practical activity by yourself or with others. And the idea is for any man who is practical or wants to hone their skills to go along into a safe environment and have a go. I mean, they've made bird boxes and they've made raised flower beds and for other charities and organisations, mm. but that's not what you're there for. It's not for the end result. It's for the enjoyment and the camaraderie. We've heard that a lot today, haven't we, about how, how much just having that human contact it makes a huge difference to people. Absolutely. Every, every element of their life could be you know improved by feeling happier and feeling um, worthwhile and and loved and isn't it amazing how just simple things like whether it's Chrissy saying hi guys on the street get yourself down to that bus uh, oh, I'm sure you <laughs> that don't. was uncanny I'm sure you don't do it like that uh, or, or, or even as we heard from Justin you know that uh, you know as a volunteer a dad who mm-hmm. himself has struggled actually now saying you know what I'm going to spend a, quite a slice of my time in helping other dads wonderful I mean, stuff priceless volunteers is. are priceless and pet stuff of course I've got one more <laughs> go for it victim support help people who have been oh, yeah. uh, affected by crime mm-hmm. you don't have to have reported the crime and it's anonymous and many men don't come forward and say that they've had an issue and so this International Men's Day for November the 19th Denise from Victim Support is just doing a shout out for men get in touch because there is help there for you so uh, fantastic and uh, must be really really hard though because of all the organisations that you've brought on and we've only just scratched the surface mm-hmm. hasn't we that uh, uh, it must be really hard to choose between organizations this month we were pleased to bring seven to your attention i know and we I hope know. it helps and just one know, man that I would be wonderful and you know that you better win that lottery because you know the health bus we all <laughs> need 20 your... grand million's not going to go far if i'm that generous is it no it's not but, you'll, <laughs> but look on the bright side hannah you'll feel great you might be poor but you'll feel great <laughs> no it's all seriousness 
business aside because we do appreciate of course what can and what you do um, because she's a uh, I can say this about you but Hannah is a, a bright star who comes oh, into the studio and you do you. you do care about many of the or- all of the organizations that you brought uh, my way mm-hmm. and for me and for Hope FM it's been quite an eye-opener and th- that's why we're here oh as, thank you very much as a community station uh, now is there anything else that you want to put me straight about just my last you- song please oh, well it's keep hauling are you, are you a fisherman's friends fan it is a fantastic song it's jaunty and it just keep means keep on going which is the message to send to everybody. Yeah, I, I've seen both of the films. Have you, have you seen both of the films? The first one. Oh, the second one's even better. Well, there you go. Uh, and, uh, the, but, of course, the music, just ordinary guys. Uh, and are she, are sea, sea shanties, shanties, are they your thing? Do you sail? I no, but um, I've been on a ferry. Does that count? Of course no, it does. Good. It's good enough. You can start on a ferry. All music is my thing. Most music is my thing. Yeah, I, I do that. Of course, I go on the cruise ships, you know. Yes. And uh, I love that. I, I've worked on the cruise ships for, for Saga uh, as a speaker, you know, but also I love to chill out. I'm going to the Caribbean in January. Oh, good for you. I thought I'd just rough it out a wee bit, you know, <laughs> because of the pressures. <laughs> um, but, uh, but actually, I just love uh, going to new places you know and of course these cruise ships you're in and out aren't you so, have oh, you ever done a cruise no you'll have to win the lottery you have a fabulous time uh, yes <laughs> you can tell us all about but it having said that you'll be back in december won't yes, you yes please and uh, are you, what's the theme have you decided no i'll keep it a secret okay so even from myself yeah well it's okay you know um, i mean in that way it's fresh but listen uh, to hannah and to chrissy and to justin it is a huge thank you from me and thank you for listening